from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. This is Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. Welcome into the Touchdown City Show. I'm Anthony Lewis, and this is Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. Mage, how you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing all right. Well, first of all, tell me about the atmosphere for the backyard brawl. Oh uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was crazy. It was a little crazy, you know, because for one, you know, you run into the guys you ain't seen in years. Then on top of that, you're running into pit guys that you might have played against in high school. You know what I mean? Being that I'm from the Pittsburgh area, so it was it was almost like a homecoming, and at the same time, you know what I mean? It's, it's a brawl. <laughs> right. Yeah, it looked like, and on the podcast and the radio show, we were all under the consensus that it looked and felt like a big time BCS ball, like bowl game. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. You know, I think it's um, a kind of a thing of bragging rights, you know, being that you know West Virginia or you know Morgantown is what a half, ten minutes away from Pittsburgh, and then you got a lot of guys that go to both schools. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I think it was a. a that type of thing is for bragging rights in that area. Lots of big names in the house. Who did you run into? I know I saw Daryl Talley, um, even some Pitt Panther guys. Who all did you uh, did you encounter at the at the game? I, well, I tell you the funniest thing. You know, we had a get together. You know, the West Virginia guys had a get together. Um, Josie, I put on a, a West Virginia Legends, my podcast, Dale. So it was like a, a rallying point, a gathering point for all the you know former players. It was funny, you know, you know, talking, guys drinking, laughing, having fun. And Beasley come in with two guys, and I'm looking, I'm like, I never met these guys before. You know, I'm thinking these some old-time West Virginia guys. And it's funny, he introduced some cute Green and uh, Ricky Jackson, you know, and I remember them from the days when they played that pit year. Mm-hmm, you Green, yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like it was uh, a big to do, and unfortunately, West Virginia didn't pull it out. But what were your uh, what were your impressions of JT Daniels and his first start uh, wearing the gold and blue? I was I was very impressed. You know, the thing about it is, you know, a lot of Division One schools they like to open up with, I guess, um, you know, like a Division One Double A school or something like that, just to get a win. So to come out from the jump and play the pit, you know, that's big because, you know, it can, you know, it can lead you up the hill going into the season and lead you down the hill. So from a standpoint, being that it was the first game, you know, and as far as in the Big 12, um, I, thought he, I thought he played well. You know what I mean? I thought uh, you, you can tell that he, he, uh, he was a, he's a mature quarterback. He know what he's doing. And um, I think as the season goes on, he just will get better and better. Yeah, he finished the day 23 of 40, had two touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, got sacked three times. The pit, the pit defensive line, they were definitely coming after him. But uh, had threw for 214 yards and two touchdowns, and obviously the interception, the which I, I don't really care to pin that one on him. But um, unfortunately, it goes on his uh, in his stat line. Uh, do you think it takes some time to create chemistry with your wide receivers? Obviously, I don't think he came to campus till May or June. You still think that this these wide receivers with JT are probably developing some uh, chemistry? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I was saying, if we were to start off playing like a Division One AA school, where you can build that chemistry that way, but you know, to, to get thrown right into the funnel from the start, I, I thought he played well. You know, I really thought the whole team played well. 
you know, I think we was a seven point underdog, but um, I really thought we had pit on the ropes the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, guys don't catch every single ball that comes to them, and we had said on the podcast of all the guys to drop the ball uh, that critical for that critical interception. You know, Bryce Ford Wheaton, who is a third generation, his grandfather played, his uncle played. How do you? As a quarterback and the leader of the team, how do you pick your guys back up? How would, if that was you, quarterback, and how would you pick that guy back up and get him ready for the next week? Well, you know, I, I kind of look at it like um, it's a whooping. You know, what I mean, sometimes you need things like that to happen to make you a better player, better person. You know what I mean? He's gonna be down on himself, but if he treated like it's just a whooping, you know, I think he can uh, just um, overcome it and get better and better. You know, I, I kind of look at the whole thing. I remember it was funny last year with the Bengals with Jamar Chase on preseason. He was dropping everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then as the season went on, he adjusted and, you know, he's probably one of the best receivers in the game. So a lot of times that happened with a lot of great receivers. They start off struggling and once they, I guess, it's a, it's a growing pains. And once they overcome that, then, you know what I mean, the sky's the limit. Does he have to get back out there and kind of prove himself and – and, and earn JT's trust as a quarterback, do you start to second-guess throwing the guys, even if they're open, or or, you, or they're open and you throw it? No, no. I, you know, I think the way the game went, I, what he had, I think he had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think he got two touchdowns. But, you know, that drop, you know, everybody looking at that drop. But, I mean, he made he, he made a couple great catches. Yeah. I uh, think uh, JT will keep going to him. I it, definitely think he's going to keep going to him. Yeah, I would say so, too. I mean, what I thought was um, pretty great about JT's post-game conference was, press conference was he picked his team up, he um, voiced his um, – he voiced his lack of – I don't even know what word I'm looking for. Confidence, confidence, sorry. He voiced his confidence in his team moving forward and um, – I thought he showed a lot of leadership, and as quarterback, that's important when you get up there. You can't throw your guys under the bus and and all that stuff. You have to show confidence, and and he did it, and it felt very genuine. Um, and I, so I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but I'm just relaying that that he was he to me. JT was a plus. Um, you know, he made the right throws. He made some great throws under pressure, and then even his post game. You know, just a lot of. Uh, poise and, and answering questions and said the right thing. So uh, I believe West Virginia has a great quarterback under center, and uh, I look for some big things from him. No, no, I'm with you. You know, when you're throwing, you're throwing to the equation, playing on ESPN, you know what I mean? It's the backyard bro. Um, it's all new to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just to be a national televised game, you get up to Morgantown, what, in the summer? You know what I mean? So you, you're basically trying to find chemistry with these new receivers that you're playing with. You know what I mean? So um, I'm going to take my hat off to him. He played a hell of a game. Yeah. If you were going to grade him, I know that you're not in the business of grading, but uh, but if you were going to grade him, how would you give him? Would you rate him? Would you give him an A, a B, a C? I would. I would probably give him. Um, now you know. You know. Really, you don't like grade guys. I was. I would give him an A minus. The only mm-hmm. reason to put a minus on because we didn't win. Right. But other than that, you know, he played well enough for us to win. I agree. You know, during the game and during the broadcast, Mage, they kept showing various highlights from um, 
from the backyard brawl. And of course they showed the 89 highlight, which of course goes down as a loss in a lot of people's history in, in a lot of people's memories. But um, what do you remember from October of 89 and being up 31, nine? And what do you remember from that game? You know, the funniest thing I remember going into halftime, you know, we beating them 31 and nine. We basically, man, just keep, keep, keep the tempo up. You know what I mean? Keep, you know, keep, keep it going, keep it going. And I think that, um, being that you know we was up, I think we we got out of attack mode. We we was we got into a mode of, you know what I mean. Let's be conservative and you know run the clock. And Pitt was in attack mode, so mm. every time we I get a three and out, they get a, you know what I mean. They try to catch up with us, whereas we was in cruise control. And it was funny because once they once they caught us and I guess kicked the field goal the times, they went crazy, and you would have think that they won the game, but. I, you know, it was really a tab, but they took it like they won the game. I think it felt like a loss to a lot of yeah. West Virginia fans. Because, honestly, if you look back at it, at that point, that was the first loss in the regular season since 87. You know, the year before, obviously, was the 88 undefeated regular season. And at that point, mm-hmm. you guys were undefeated going into that game. So, that was that was a heartbreaker for, for Mountaineer fans. And what was interesting was, you know, Pitt had Alex Van Pelt, who was from West Virginia, what do you remember about him? Yeah, yeah, you know, what's funny, I remember, you know, when they talk about the backyard brawl, he was basically probably seeing it as I was seeing it, but from a different perspective of being a West Virginia guy, you know, playing in the backyard brawl, playing for Pitt. Yeah, he, if I were, I'd have to look him up, but I remember, and it's a funny story, and you know, I've got family over there on the north side, but, um, so th- that day leading up to the game, it was a night game and there was a parade. I grew up in St. Albans, West Virginia, and there was a parade here in town. And my grandpa was in town and had a big pit sweatshirt on and people were, <laughs> and were yelling stuff at him off the parade floats. And uh, he kept telling everybody, well, we're going to whip your ass with a West Virginia quarterback tonight is what he kept yelling, referring to Alex Van Pelt. So yeah, legendary ball game. Unfortunately, um, you know it was a, a loss or it was a tie, but I always say loss. But um, you know, and even the year well, before, you guys were able to handle business up there against a very good uh, pit team that was ranked 16th, I believe, at the time. Well, you know, the one thing from that game, now that I think back on it and reminisce, you know, the one thing that kind of stand up now, you know, being that we was undefeated the year before, and at that time, I think we might have been three or four and zero. So when we tied them, it, it, it basically took a lot of wind out of ourselves because I think the following week we played Virginia Tech and um, we really wasn't like up for that game, you know, because I guess a lot of guys felt like it was a homeless. So I would have to say, yeah, that pit game, it, it definitely took a lot of wind out of ourselves. Yeah, and I, it was crazy that that was one of the highlights that they, uh, that they selected for that. But uh, an important game in the series and – and of course, the game in Hines this year just another, um, just another crazy game, another crazy ending. And I, honestly, I know it hurts for West Virginia fans because we lost. But honestly, I couldn't expect anything less the way that game played out. Just something crazy at the end, and uh, what a big ending for Pitt. And I think it's one for the history books. One of the great games, that's for sure. Yeah, you know that catch right there will go down in history, are they? A catch and, and not a catch, you know what I mean? That was, yeah, that was huge. That's definitely one for the record books. What was the, um, obviously, where did they have you got, were you on the field or did you have seats? 
Well, you know, we had so you know, is it, you know, it's different when you know what I mean. You, you go to you went, when you go to West Virginia and you basically at at Pitt Stadium. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, 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 it's definitely different. You know what I mean? You might gotta know somebody up there at Pitt to really, you know what I mean, probably get good seats or what have you. But um, you know, all the guys were together having a good time. You know what I mean? It was funny because um, this was one game where you could be sitting with West Virginia guys in five seats over. It'd be pit people, you know, be pit fans, and four seats over be West Virginia. You know what I mean? But it, it was funny how it was. It really wasn't like this section for West Virginia, that section for Pitt. Everybody was like mixed together. It was funny. Yeah, I'm going back through the 89 schedule here. And the next week, you guys had a bit of a hangover, lost at Virginia Tech 12 to 10. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Which was kind of unheard of for your offense because you guys put up big numbers because even after losing to Tech, you got it back together and scored 69 against Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was a letdown. You know, I think when looking back on it, even though it was a tie, being we still didn't have a loss at that point, but I think it was a letdown mentally. You mm-hmm. know, I think, I think a lot of guys, you know, took it as a loss and we just couldn't get over the hump, you know, when, when – we played against Virginia Tech at home. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, Major, we'll cut you loose, but I uh, appreciate you jumping on for Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris. We'll do this every week. Look at quarterback play from the West Virginia quarterback. at the. We'll look at the West Virginia quarterbacks and then uh, get, get your perspective on their play and also share some stories. So uh, we appreciate you jumping on, and uh, we'll catch you next week after Kansas. Okay, definitely. All right, Major. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. All right. The legendary Major Harris there, and uh, this is Major. Ha- this is Monday morning quarterback with Major Harris, and we'll do this every week after a West Virginia game. Uh, we'll get Major's perspective. So, thank you for taking the opportunity to uh, download Monday morning quarterback with Major Harris. And if you want to support the show, make sure you hit sub- subscribe. Make sure you follow us on any social media platform. I'm Anthony Lewis, along with Major Harris, and this was the Monday Morning Quarterback with Major Harris.